Georgia. Uh, and Yoni's also here. <laughs> uh, we're in the second session of our recording session tonight. Before mm-hmm. I go away for a kind of a long time. That's right. Back to my, I guess, my second home state. It's where I spent 14 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And I had to abandon. Well, it abandoned me first, just oh, by being Florida. Just, to be clear. just by being Florida, it automatically mm-hmm. abandoned me. Right. Uh, but it got way worse after I left. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, because of, because of the presidency and because of DeSantis and be, you know because yeah. of the not only are we not going to do what we should do for the pandemic, we're going to make sure places can't protect themselves by law. Right, right, right. All that, all that crap. Florida. I, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> yeah, Florida. Yeah, it's one thing to have Florida man live there. It's another thing to have a Florida man run it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to actually have that sort of energy is like in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, I remember someone, I think it was, they were on Bill Maher's show, described, uh, one of the panelists described the Trump presidency as like a uh, waking up to the sound every morning at 6 a.m. to the sound of a jackhammer outside your, your house. Yeah. Like, you wake up and you read what happened overnight, and you're like, what? <laughs> and every day was like that for, like, four years. We're like, this is what this is what he said? This is what he did? That's what happened? Mm-hmm. Okay. And DeSantis must feel the same way to people in Florida. Well... Just a lot of people like him, but yes, the people well, I hang sure. out with feel the same way. The people that I sure uh, uh, have ingratiated myself with, yes, yeah. that's how they feel. Yeah, um, I was very lucky. I have no idea how I found this progressive pocket. It was all just it, it was just by chance. I mean, by, by chance when I say in quotes by chance, it, what I mean is like it was supposed to happen. Okay. But like the odds of me just happening to move outside of college once I left college to move to a place where there were progressive people and then just run into them and run into their friends and their friends and their friends and we so I was lulled into believing that Florida was like an okay state to live in (laughs) because I because I wasn't around the crazies or they were more more quiet back then Mm. because this was I basically graduated until the recession of 08 so I graduated into Obama's okay um uh First term? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First term. Yeah. 08, and then 12 was the second. Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, and I, of course, I was the one at the table going, uh, no, 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 we haven't had our first black president. We've had our first mixed president. I was the disruptor at the table who had That's to... amazing. Who had to remind people yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he is, in fact, half white, because everyone right. likes to forget that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, we had that moment while watching the debates at a, at a bar mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. It was watching... Uh, it was the 20... So I guess it was the 2020 primaries, Democratic primaries. You're watching de Blasio. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you're watching him talk at the debates. And then I remember leaning over my friend and being like, well, looks like the they're going to find out that having a black wife doesn't get you president. <laughs> and my friend goes, yeah, that only worked for Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Let's but, just keep doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've talked so much about about how that really set us up for the for the years that came after. Um, I think is a metaphor for how people viewed the pandemic, like thinking that okay, we're gonna invite this idiot interloper whose entire brand is a facade. We talked last episode. We talked about a facade. Trump yeah. 
his entire life is a fucking lie. All of it. Yeah. Everything you think you know about him other than him being racist and having daddy issues, all right. of it's a lie. <laughs> right, right. Everything about him is not true. Right. And I think people didn't realize, um, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the scary movie or, or in the fantasy movie where nobody believes the children and they're right. <laughs> right, right, right yeah. <laughs> about like the impending doom and right, the apocalypse. America was like the children. We're the children. Yeah, and the apocalypse yeah. is coming and it, and it looks, even if you look at it on, on the surface, you go, yeah, that's bad, but like, how bad could it be? Right. You know, I, of course, me and my friends are like, this is way worse than like, you no, could ever bad. imagine. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's not just, yeah, it'll be bad for the next four years, but like, we'll recover. Like, no, I don't know if we will ever really recover from like what he was able to do, him and him and his entourage, because it's never, it's no, never it just the one person. Yeah. You have to have a whole system. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to, right. to break, you know, yeah. what's going on here. That's why I love when they make fun of the kids. It was always great. They had, like, the Don Jr. and Eric uh, was played by a couple of the SNL mm-hmm. people at one point, and it was like, Don Jr. just did all the talking, and it was like, I'm here to represent my dad's policies, <laughs> and everything is just going to be amazing, and y'all are just going to, like, get into a new life where everything's going to be so much better than you realize it. And then it was, Eric just goes, and I'm Eric. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Love you, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) He said my name in his last speech. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. He loves me. (laughs) Right, right. That whole energy. Yeah. I mean, you know, love is funny. Love is funny. Let's let's talk about love. Let's Let's talk talk, about love. Let's talk about words and love and how how America. I'm just gonna call it American because it's not English. American is so inadequate with its definitions. For we have all the words. We have so many extra words. Yet when it counts. We're lacking in how we define. We're words. oddly silent. Oddly silent. When there's it comes like to, there's yeah. one word for love, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like, not adequate. Right. Well, the one thing that makes me think of is when I had a, the long conversation with my ex-wife when we were literally when I was about to leave Germany, mm-hmm. which was six months after we split up, and so she was like, "All right, let's meet up and just like just kind of have a heart-to-heart talk before you go," and we did, and it, and and I didn't really enjoy it at all. And it was like, it lasted about eight hours. Wow. It was a long one. Okay. Yeah. And then I remember like, uh, we, we, we went to this, we went to this like lake outside Berlin. It's kind of easy to get to on the train, maybe like 40 minutes or something. Set up a picnic blanket, had snacks, like did a whole thing to have a discussion. And then, uh, took the train back, but then also got off like two stops early so we could keep talking and walk longer. Okay. And at one point when I was walking, I checked my watch and she was like, it's almost over. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, it was like, I took like six hours before I even checked my watch once because yeah. I knew she was watching. Yeah. This whole energy was, was part of our... She was watching you check your watch? Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Oh. 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 Meta. <laughs> Back to so meta. meta. You watch your she watch. She was watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was real next thing is what she was saying. <laughs> she... <laughs> She was appling, if you have that. Oh brand. my god! No, not then. No, not no. Then. Maybe she is now. I don't know. I well, yeah, it's great. I have an Apple Watch. I don't give a shit. Uh, but yeah, I didn't enjoy how the whole process went down. Yeah. But one of the thing was, she was like, "Did you ever love me?" She said, I mean, "It was like the fact that I had decided to leave. Yeah. The fact that I had done that to her. Yeah. Represents the possibility that I probably never loved her enough because nobody who loved her would ever leave her." That's how I saw that moment, you know, and for what I can understand, like later on, I figured out some other things. I was like, well, maybe, it, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But at the time, that's exactly how I felt it was. Mm. Like, that's exactly what I understood love to be. 
you know, so, you know, when you grow and you learn things, that's part of it. But like, I definitely, you know, from what I understood, that's exactly what it felt like, which it felt like this is a person I wanted to communicate with much more than anybody else, that we could have deep conversations. We could, you know, get along with each other and build something because that's like, it sounds like if anything, it sounds kind of sappy, but it's like, in my mind, it's intelligent. Like you're going to be with someone for decades. You need to get along with them. You absolutely you know, need to. You know how many people disagree with that? <laughs> <laughs> how many people think that, but in but in decades. action, but in action are like, man, oh you, you don't know nothing. <laughs> how do you how do you go decades not getting along? How do you invite that energy into your home for that long? How to, first of all, you have to you have to understand what energy is. You have to understand you're inviting it in. And you have to understand that like there's consequences to your actions, right. and most exactly. people just don't think like that. They're like the co- consequences. Right. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I feel like this right now, and that's always how I'm gonna feel. And nothing that ever happens in our lives or relationships is, or is gonna change how I feel. Right. 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 No I'm one's not gonna, gonna grow. No one's gonna grow. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna change. No one. You're never gonna have any kind of conflict you can't easily resolve with right. sex, probably. Right. 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 <laughs> Make up sex. Or baby. Or baby. Just have another kid. Just have another we'll kid. Be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go talk to your pastor. Right, right, right. <laughs> or whatever your uh, imam, whatever it is that you, whoever it is nice you talk recovery. to. That was great. <laughs> Just, that was you great. know, I didn't want to be inclusive. <laughs> your shaman, your, uh, sure. your priest. Now we're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Interesting. I mean, it is a fair question. And, and now that you're. Or your local bartender. I mean. <laughs> It's not free, but it is therapy, right? Yeah, well, it is kind of free compared <laughs> to what therapy costs. Compar- comparatively, comparatively. Yeah. Uh, it's a, the more frugal decision. It's heavily discounted. Heavily discounted. If you if you live in a state that ha- helps you get affordable health care. <laughs> well, if you, if you live in that state, then it's not heavily discounted. Like, yeah. The bar is not. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, you could go for those $1 shot happy hour kind of things. Mm, if you go at a specific time. Those are not time... really where you learn so much. <laughs> you don't learn much when you go that fast. <laughs> To whatever kind of booze that they decided was worth only a dollar. A dollar, yeah. <laughs> to pour in that glass. Meanwhile, there's probably tequila bottled in Kentucky. That. <laughs> really, I was like, wait, where did they bottle tequila? <laughs> yeah, it's like that's literally that's that's a thing. Okay. You see, like the house tequila, and you're like, bottled in Kentucky. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Is it even from Mexico at all? Well, does tequila have to be from Mexico? It does. I mean, uh, what do you call it if it's not? Well, you don't. It doesn't exist. Well, okay, so what I'm saying is if you grow, what is it, agave? Yeah, agave. If you can grow agave anywhere you can grow agave, right? Yes, it doesn't have to be but there's a, there's a reason. As far as, like, South America, I don't know hmm. if they could grow something similar and it would actually be okay, but uh, there is. it's about the frost line where the uh, in Texas it begins where every winter there is at least one time of snow. And uh, even if it only happens once, it interrupts the growth of the agave plants that grow for like 10 or 12 years and so it has to be south of the frost line okay yeah so it can't be any farther north than mexico as far as south if you can grow you know tequila in panama i have no idea yeah right yeah (laughs) i suppose yeah i suppose you could yeah but otherwise it's all mexican tequila mezcal and there's a couple of others there's sotol recia bacanora they're all made out of agave okay interesting Mm mm-hmm but yeah, this, the idea of how, how terrible the concept of love has been communicated to the masses, particularly in the West. And I'm not saying that like other countries got it right because they didn't. Some countries, some countries, some cultures are, are closer, I think, to the, I would, I would have to say because this is where I come from, the, th- the therapeutic sort of definitions, multiple definitions of love. Some cultures have gotten 
closer to it than others. Yeah. America's real far behind. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, some religions just, j- just miss the mark completely. Right. Um, but t- to, do you think you could answer that question honestly now, looking back, now that that conversation and the marriage is behind you and you mm. had time from both? Right. Do you, how do you think you would answer that question? Did you ever love me? I think I would answer it and say that, uh, sort of, I guess I hope, um, whatever version of how I word it, because when you're talking to the person who's emotionally invested in it, it's not that you change your message, but you might change how you word it. Okay. I would. Anyway, I shouldn't say you. I would change because it's like a heightened emotional state. And I mm. want to be careful and make sure that I'm being clear, but also like kind. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and I'm not trying to, to, to sugarcoat anything. I'm just trying to say a version of, I absolutely believe that we were in love. My plan when we got together was to be together for the rest of the time. It wasn't a temporary commitment. It wasn't something... I was enjoying my life in New York City when I decided to leave and go live in Berlin. It was the first time I'd ever done that. I'd left before because I didn't like the place I was living in. I was really happy here. Mm -hmm. But I understood that when you find someone, this is part of a narrative that was, you know... You're supposed to nurture that thing and make it work because it's not that common. I love that as soon as you got into that, the train was like, nah, I'm here. (laughs) And trust me, as the editor, yes, you can hear it. (laughs) So I know as soon as you got into all that emotional stuff, the train was like, nah, do 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 Right. Whereas if we were in Berlin right now, you wouldn't hear the train. It would sound like a whisper. Mm. It would just be this calm, <laughs> splendidly running engine. Mm. And there'd be nobody arguing and yelling at each other on the platform. Or getting tossed in front of it. Sure. <laughs> sure, right. Luckily, people don't normally get tossed in front of this train at this station. This particular train at this particular they station. They don't normally. There's a lot of yelling. <laughs> okay. I hear it a lot outside the window. I'll take the yelling. Yeah. Over, 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 over that. Over sure. the alternative. Yeah. So, okay, so you... So, you, I would answer and I would say like that I really, um, I, I didn't, that I followed what I believed to be love. Mm-hmm. And I don't think of that the same way now. I oh, don't anymore. Okay. I don't think of that. So if I had the presence of mind, I probably would have gone into a different type of relationship with her, um, earlier on and had some caveats. Like I probably would have not gone to Berlin. I would have been like, let's get to, this is really interesting. I love, you know, our communication, but the idea to actually switch countries and drop everything and move seems like it doesn't seem like we have built enough yet for me to make a solid decision to do that. And maybe I would have paused and maybe I would have still decided to go anyway, maybe not. But in this case, the actual um, quickness of it didn't really phase me at all. So I just went with it. So I would have told her something along those lines. I believe that what I was feeling was love. I don't feel the same way now. Um, but according to everything I understood at that time. You were like the person that I wanted to be with and it made complete sense to do everything I could to make that work. Okay. That's really what I believed at the time. And then what changed it has a lot of factors. Some of it have nothing, some of those factors have nothing to do with her. Right. Um, but like I, you know, joke about divorcing my wife and my mother in the same week. Right. So that was kind of a big factor over the next, uh, immediately the next six months but then everything afterwards after that time period of kind of like looking at life in a very different way right so it was something i was going through that i guess it wasn't really fair to make her a part of but for better or worse she was there 
at that time of life. And she was very willing to, we were both willing to one up each other, you know, with like, Oh, you're going to come to Europe for six weeks. Like I told her two weeks, like I told her I was going to come to Europe and I was planning on saying Prague because she lives in Berlin. And I was like trying to find a city that I could just go visit her and not make it stressful. Mm -hmm. And she one up me and was like, come to Berlin, stay with me. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to Europe for a little, I'm also going to visit the family in Israel. And she was like, I've never been to Israel. I'd love to go. Oh, okay. So now, like, we were... Intertwining. Yeah, both she and I were ready to, to really build the intensity and do all the crazy shit and make the romance happen and yeah. make it all work. So she was, she and I were in, the, in that space. Just happened to be at the same uh, place of life or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. Interesting. Yeah. But if, that's how I would answer that. If I was on the opposite end of that question... Um, depending on where I was in life, I'm not sure if I would be satisfied or crushed with, with that answer because because yeah. you're basically saying the person I am now, I couldn't say that I loved you in the right. way that I understand what love is now. Exactly. But uh, I mean, if you want to ask the question, and this is my point, is <laughs> yeah. like, you can't also, you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, you know, I'm tired of men lying and, I'm, and then I'll tell you the truth. And it's like, that's, how could you say that? It's yeah. like, it is the truth. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. You know? have, have you seen, or do you know what, oh my God. It, okay, it was originally called This Side of the Truth, I think. It's it's a it's a comedy uh, with Ricky Gervais, and okay. it's The Invention of Lying. Oh, they yeah. Changed the name, they ch yeah. I think they changed the name from whatever it was, This Side of the Truth, whatever really? it was, to The Invention of Lying. Gotcha. Have, have you seen it? Do yeah. You, do you know what I it saw is? it, yeah. Okay. Jennifer Garner was uh, <laughs> yes. with him in it. Yeah. And, and some, some other handsome dude. Who was like who was like her her physical equal, but yeah, didn't really respect right. her. Right, I can't remember which one it was who yeah. played him. Right. So like, do we do we want that kind of society uh, where everyone just says exactly how they feel all the time and there's no facade ever? And right. <laughs> do we want that? Right. Well, I think I don't know if we could all clearly, as a society, American society in this case, say that that's what we want. I don't think we could all agree on that, but. There uh, are a group. Of, there are groups of people that our American society is just beginning to listen to, namely women, people of color, and like all that, and and just that are really, for better or for worse, tired of the nonsense. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, looking at our society, they're looking at society saying, "We can't even trust the words you use anymore." Mm -hmm. So under these circumstances, we would absolutely love the invention of lying, uh, its, its premise, because at least we know what, where the devil is. Right. We know the, the, the enemy we have to fight and we can see it clearly. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just the smokescreen and, you know, white liberals patting themselves on the back and saying shit that made it worse, <laughs> not realizing it, and then getting offended when you call them out on that. Mm -hmm. And then it, you know what I mean? And then you're like taking care of them again. <laughs> and you're like, do you see how this is not at all how this is supposed to work? Yeah. Why am I helping you through your emotions? <laughs> your emotions that you caused by saying the thing you said. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're hurt because of the thing you did. I think you're being some sort of an ally. Yeah. You know, but yeah, so, yeah, I think that, um, the, for example, the reaction of a lot of the white communities in the South and other places to against a critical race theory being taught, like D.L. Hewley said it wonderfully. He was like, slaves were not allowed to be educated. Now we're preventing ourselves from educating, we're, we're being prevented from learning about slaves. Right. Yeah. About slavery. About slavery. So the whole yeah. thing is, uh, uh, a self-fulfilling prophecy that grows and gets stronger mm -hmm. and that makes sure that 
things do happen uh, in a certain way that they're not spoken about mm -hmm. for a very specific reason and that certain people uh, interact with each other only um, under certain regulated ways mm -hmm. that keep them from being able to... It's like communist rules, like being able to congregate mm -hmm. and share ideas mm -hmm. and learn and grow from each other. They're supposed to be at war with each other. Right. And so the, the people who don't have very much are fighting each other all the time while people at the top stay comfortable. And so yep. people at the bottom are distracted. Yep, exactly. With that kind of shit. Yeah, it's exactly what we talked about on my other podcast. This is ugh. <laughs> with an exclamation mark. Right. This is, that's exactly what it is. Not a, the upside down one beforehand, like in don't, Spanish. We don't, we're not going to appropriate the upside down. Not that one. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. I'm sure it has an actual name, but I just call it the upside down exclamation mark. But right. it's, it's got a name. I don't know what it is. Upside down question mark, too. They do use they, that as Yes, well. they do that as well. Right. Which I, th I, you know what, there are some things that I think we do need to change about American language. <laughs> one of them is that I, I, I want to have something at the front so I know what the sentence is going to be before I say it, I, like I think idea. it's good. That's right. Also, the way the, the way the British use quotes, the way Americans use quotes is stupid. The first, the opening quote is fine. That's at the beginning of the sentence. <laughs> the closing quote is somehow on the right side of the um, punctuation. And, instead oh, of, yeah. I'm not, never sure where to put it. I always feel inside, like putting it before the period. Which is what, which is what they do in Britain. Oh, they it's, do. That's really the right way to do it. So we put it in America after the period? We put it after the period. Right. Why? Right. Well, because there's no period at the beginning of a sentence. Oh, okay. So beforehand, they <laughs> don't have to make that decision. periods at the beginning of the sentence. Well, because they don't have to make that decision. Yeah. At the end, they're like, this looks funny. Yeah, it does It does look funny, but it is. I think it's It's right and it's better. There's a whole There's a whole lot of stuff that's wrong with with American language. Um, yeah. But yeah, I... It's like, it's not even like... It's not even like we're in a situation politically where it's like the devil you know. I don't know you at all. It's like, it's not even a devil you know situation. I, I would be very, very willing to sit down and listen to people who don't have my political, granted, they have to not have brain, worms in their brain. Like, yeah. they, you need to be living on planet Earth that is not flat. Right. You need to understand that, you know, uh, yeah. that like, nobody hacked the voting systems and, right. and, pe and did, actually the special master did try to prevent um, like crack down on the postal service to prevent people from vote, from, from their votes being counted. He slowed down, whatever his name is, the special master for the post office slowed down. Postmaster general. Postmaster general. Yeah. Slowed down, um, for months before the election to try and make sure that, that mail-in ballots didn't get, re get received on time and weren't counted on time. Like there was a whole right. conspiracy with that, which right, is actually right. true. Sure. And luckily they were able to kind of circumvent that. They kind of realized what was going on beforehand and knew sure. they were going to have a problem and tried to do what they could to, to fix that. Right. But if... To make the operation run. <laughs> to just function. Yeah. You know, to just function. Right. Um, and also, like, we have our elections close to Christmas, so I'm sure they were like, oh, we're going to be fucked if we keep doing this. Right, right, right. But, um, but yeah, I'd be willing to sit down with people who don't have my political opinion and who have very different values from me, but you have to tell me the truth. Right. Don't sit here and tell me you voted for Trump because of his economic policy. Well, don't don't yeah. sit there and, t and tell when I tell when you're like, oh, no, he's not racist. I'm like, here are all the things he's done in the past 30 years. Right. And don't tell me you didn't hear what I said and you didn't process it. It's already a tall order, though. Because <laughs> then they have to admit in the society that's shaming everyone that they're racist. <laughs> because it's like, yes, he did say that about Mexicans. I still voted for him. Uh -huh. And here's why. Right. 
And that's a that's a moment. If you're willing to do that and have that Jordan Klepper moment where right. you're just like, yes, right. I'm okay with all those things he did, right, and right, I still right. voted for him, right. then we can have a conversation. Right. Well, we would start one. <laughs> we would start it. I don't know how it would end. <laughs> I don't know how it would end, but it would start for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's there's just so much energy like that that's it's tricky. You have to be honest with each other. But I was thinking about this because... You know, like Israel-Palestine is a great example of people can't even agree on certain things that happened. Like the actual event itself mm -hmm. is worded differently depending on which side wrote the story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talking about whether it was grenades being thrown by children at Israeli soldiers versus Israeli soldiers beating people when they were already defenseless in a circumstance where they had no way out in the first place. And, like... The, the 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 entire um, scope of that is one where if you're in, at all way connected to it emotionally, you get used to trying to explain just facts. Mm -hmm. And the other person is also kind of like, well, that's not at all what I heard. And you're trying to figure out that whole narrative. And I thought about that recently because I was sitting with uh, my ex-girlfriend uh, at a cafe like maybe... Cin cinnamon Two or three bun weeks ago? Cinnamon bun ex-girlfriend or different ex-girlfriend? Cinnamon bun ex- that's okay. such some funny shit. Cinnamon <laughs> bun ex-girlfriend. <laughs> made cinnamon buns in here. It's, we have to explain that you made cinnamon buns and that's not how she is referred to. Because that doesn't sound right. She made cinnamon buns in the apartment while we were recording a podcast. <laughs> sure, sure. If that's how you want to explain what happened. <laughs> if that, that's a narrative you want to go with, Okay. <laughs> I thought that's what happened. I, I didn't realize I was so blind. Um, I don't see cinnamon. Um, <laughs> but we were sitting at the cafe or like this cafe bar, like, you know, and uh, she mentioned something about, yeah, that's like, and when, when I, you know what I mean? Towards the end of like, when we split up, when I, you know, when I broke up with you and I was like, that's what happened. <laughs> We've literally had a moment sitting there at the cafe where I realized that we had different ideas on who ended the relationship. Mm -hmm. I never knew that. Oh. I did not know that was unclear. Oh. And I was like, I bet you there's a lot of people out there who have a lot of elements of their own narrative that involve other close people, whether it's brothers, sisters, like relationships growing up, parents, uh, uh, romantic relationships or whatever, where... I imagine there's someone looking at, like, for example, Israel-Palestine being like, guys, agree on what happened. And then, yeah. wait a minute, you broke up with me? Hold on. Let's, that's not, that's not. And that's kind of where I was. I was like, we, we, hopefully, this age that obsesses over communication and where a lot of shame has been used and also a lot of growth, like, has, you know, hopefully been at least uh, instituted, mm -hmm. um, that we come up with a language to be able to come back around fact again and be able to like really respect truth and what it means and its importance. Well, the past six years certainly didn't help that having someone who was running the country who doesn't know what a fact is. Well, uses, <laughs> uses words to get a, a, uh, the ends justify the means no matter what. So once you see that person in charge, it permeates through every other element of society. Yeah. And then you have to talk to that person at the goddamn cafe or whatever. <laughs> You know? Oh my God. And it's like, you know, I said whole milk. 
You said you said all milk. I thought you said all. All milk. It's like, no, whole. What is all, all milk? I didn't want a Long Island iced tea of milk. <laughs> right. You know, like all whatever. Like people just hear. <laughs> I, that's not a real story. I just made that up. But like that's just what it feels like sometimes when someone responds to you and like, how the fuck did you hear that? Mm-hmm. How? Mm-hmm. I love mishearing things because it's usually funny. Yeah. Or so, you can make it funny. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm aware. Yeah. That there was another one recently, and I can't remember what it was, but um, it's just, it's usually funny when you when, when you just totally mishear what someone said. Oh, my coworker, it was him. Someone ordered a Caesar salad, and it's over the phone, and there's music in the restaurant. He's the host, and he heard Jesus's palate. He <laughs> was like, you want Jesus's palate? We don't, we definitely don't have that. This <laughs> is a whiskey and pizza place. This is, this is a den of sin. <laughs> There's a lot of trans fat yeah, and and tannins and all kinds of shit that makes you hung over the next day. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. <laughs> nice. Um, so there's a couple of things that you brought up. I wanted to circle back around just a little bit too. Yeah. How do you define love now? Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I guess the only way to describe it is like... Um, I met someone right after my ex and I split up that I had maybe the first, like, I I feel like connection with after my definition of love was changing. Okay. And so, uh, she was someone that I felt really, really comfortable around. And, um, it was kind of a wonderful thing where I'd split up with my ex. I went to go, uh, meet, I basically contacted this woman immediately after we split up. I was like, Let's go have coffee. Let's let's go meet up. I wanted to let's I wanted go, to address this unquote. while I was together, but I was not. Oh yeah, okay. I didn't. Okay. And so um, it it was building already. We used to play in a like a group together. So play a, a, a music a music. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's a singer. Okay. Um, incredibly sexy voice. Oh, okay, and, had to have that. In there. And she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great voice. Boobs <laughs> <laughs> were nice too, but great voice. <laughs> how, did you, how did you know? How did you know? Yeah, <laughs> but she, uh, yeah, she, we were together for like, you know, in a way that was very, cause she knew I was going to probably be leaving Berlin. I wasn't entirely sure, but I was probably leaving. And, um, in that last six months, when the last six months ended, I was supposed to go right back to New York, but I ended up going to Tel Aviv to do family therapy with my parents mm. over the summer and kind of get a restaurant gig over there and just kind of live for a while and try to... It was their suggestion, so I was like, well, we haven't been getting along for a few decades, so <laughs> most, oh, most parents wouldn't suggest that. So mm-hmm. I was like, you guys really step forward. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. So uh, my friends suggested that we don't do Skype uh, therapy, that we start in the same room together. Mm. They were like, you just split up with your wife. You haven't started life back yet in New York. You're in a transition period anyway. Come to Israel and do it face-to-face. It'll be so much better. Yeah. And they were right. And I went to Israel and we found a therapist who speaks very good English because my Hebrew is like, I can I can get along, but like emotional truth is not, you know what I mean? Did, you, bar, did you get bar mitzvah? Yeah, but that's ancient Hebrew. That's not. Oh. oh. That's, that's rabbi Hebrew. Okay. Um it's 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 weird, but modern Hebrew is not really like the Bible. Oh, okay. Um, it's okay. probably the I mean, difference that's, between that's true American in and too. Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's the difference between just an American Bible, just an English Bible, and like English yeah, sure. spoken English. Exactly. Like we don't speak that way. Yeah. So the yeah yeah exactly. So that that I was I was in a situation where I was 
I, I would need it to be in English. So we did therapy and I worked uh, in, in Israel for the summer. Um, and when I was there, she came to visit me from Berlin too. She stayed with me for about a week. It was crazy timing because my grandmother died the day that she arrived. Mm. So it was kind of like all of a sudden there was the shiva and the funeral and all that. And, um, but we were, we had a really wonderful time and she like just getting to know each other. And then she, uh, ended up when I moved back to New York, she moved to Israel from Berlin, met another guy. Uh, she's been with him for like three, four years or something like that. It was all just part of the journey, mm -hmm. you know? So she's the first person that I really felt comfortable around in a, in anything resembling a partnership. And like I said, it lasted about six to eight months and it wasn't really, it was free of a lot of, uh, the tensions that most partnerships have. Cause you're trying to build something and you're growing together and yeah. whatever. We knew that wasn't part of it. And then I had a few, uh, like, you know, six ish month relationships when I got back to New York and, um, in all of them, I noticed that the women that I was dating were much calmer on the exterior than I am. Whereas my ex-wife was more wound up. Mm -hmm. She was more like, kind of like, you know, the life of the party kind of buzzing around, to, like this kind of thing. So that was kind of a, a shift that I noticed that I had in terms of like my type, I guess, changed to someone that had like a different disposition. But as far as what that means in terms of what love means to me now, um, you, you know, you're, you're supporting each other and you're trying to get out of each other's way. Like you want to be good. You want to like the problems that existed with my marriage were the fact that she had a narrative that I existed in, whether I liked it or not. So listening, like true listening is the most important thing I can imagine. That is now a factor in my definition of love that wasn't there before then I guess it's immediately connected to sacrifice because it's like you have to know that just because you understood that that your relationship is going to go this way, I might not be that person. And we have to address that to know whether this is going to work or not, as opposed to bulldozing our way through it because I don't because you don't want to be uncomfortable. And so we're just never going to talk about it. You know, so listening is just the main thing. And I'm obviously hope that I'm doing the same, but, but someone who's, um, because like when I say what my definition is, the person that I used to date, the people that I used to date aren't going to be like, oh, well, it's not like I wasn't going for that. I was trying to be in a supportive relationship. We were trying to do the exact same thing. Everybody thinks they're doing it. They're not like we were talking about. No one's the villain in their own story. Hmm. So everybody thinks they're doing it, but, um, people who are not out openly and overtly abusive are doing it because <laughs> there are people who know there's well, a villain in their own, in their own I story. Mean, yeah, but the, <laughs> most of us exist in the gray area hmm. where elements yeah. of manipulation and maybe even in extreme cases abuse happen, even though the person isn't necessarily predominantly abusive. You know, the funny thing is that being on this, being on this side of the therapeutic hump, 
being on this side. Uh, being away, being on the the, the green, the forest green, green couch, green, not the not the prince couch. Right. Oh, oh wait, what you, what's, what couch is this? I said forest green. Forest green. I called it forest we need green. To, we need to come up with some kind of musical reference or some kind of artistic reference for this color, because okay. like we have prince, the prince couch, but like what is like who's this? You know right, what I mean? Right. Bowie. Did he? Was he in a lot of green? I don't. Bowie was more like silvery and right. Right. He also probably had purples as well. Yeah. I really don't know. We got. We got to think about that. Okay. We'll find out. Forest Green. Maybe yeah, it's for, Cat Stevens. I'm maybe. not sure. But you know, I I come from the funny thing about like life is is the foundation with which you come like colors and skews how you see everything. Sure. So my foundation when it comes to love and relationships is pretty negative mm. it's not that i don't like believe in it or or want it or think it's a good thing i do but i'm so jaded with knowing all the stuff i know about how horrible people actually are to each other and just like you yeah, said right. and don't know it most of the time right right so that so when i hear you say in extreme cases abusiveness i'm like no not in extreme cases in most cases well people are being abusive and don't know it okay I think that I yeah I, I wonder that's probably where we should start. <laughs> that's where we should start. That's where I start because from, let's say for there. example because I'm not I don't disagree with you that it's in most cases, <laughs> but what I when I said in extreme cases I kind of was being careful and wanted to make sure I didn't color everything in one brush. Yeah, because <laughs> there are a lot of people out there who aren't even resembling abusive. They're just. Um, trying to live their life and, and, and maybe let's say they'll tell a white lie or something or drag someone through the mud for doing something they didn't like one day, but it's not like a repetitive pattern. Not a part of their personality. Yeah, that they look out for and that they re, uh, uh, reinforce yeah. constantly. I want to open my beer. Oh, yeah. Let's leave some silence so so I'll know sure. Like how to cut this out. Sure. Well, it's going to get cut out, so it doesn't matter what you do. I can, you can, I can pick you. It's hearing you laugh. Watching it's you fun. is so much fun. While it's <laughs> you just look like a fucking spy. I was watching their their coworker like try to disarm a bomb. Someone said uh, that I look like a cat when I was talking to them, and then something happened, mm. and I just went right. <laughs> like, yeah, you had cat, cat eyes there. You, yeah. did. you did have cat eyes because it, it helps me just find the place to cut out when I when there's silence. I get you. So yeah, <laughs> but every, every once in a while, familiar with audio work. Just. Oh. <laughs> my spoon fell. She dropped her spoon. I dropped my spoon. <laughs> wait, 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 there is no spoon. Indeed. I can't believe I can't believe conservatives even hijacked the Matrix from us nerds. I can't believe it. Do they? What do they use with the Matrix? Do they do the a red, spoon red, thing? red pilling? Red the pilling. Red pill. You take the red pill. You go back. Right or I don't know I don't remember which pill is the right pill to take, but I think it's you take the you take the blue pill, you wake up blue and pill, you wake up you at go, home and everything's fine. Everything's fine. You take the red pill, right? And you see how see deep how far the red pill goes. Right. Deep how, how deep sure. Goes. Either of those far words. or deep. You know the Matrix is what twenty something years old. What was it? Ninety nine. Uh, somewhere around there. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Don't you feel old? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but you. <laughs> no, I did a lot of cocaine this weekend. I don't feel old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In fact, I feel invigorated. Brand That's new. right. That's right. I feel good. Yeah. Feel good. So this weekend was fun. <laughs> Birthdays and such. Um, sorry. My, Kids, don't do cocaine. Well. But only do it when you when you should. Make, test it. You don't know what's in it. Yeah, get the testers. Like, my... I Okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just... Yeah, I make sure that whoever I'm getting it from does it all the time. 
our government, honestly, we need to. I very briefly mentioned one of the one of the uh, homogenous. Um, I don't. I don't think they're considered Slavic, like the like Sweden, Switzerland, those kinds of countries. Not Slavic. It's something else. It's like Swishes. <laughs> Swishes. <laughs> yeah, Swish. One of those Swishes. Swishes countries. They're known as the backstroke the, uh, of <laughs> of the uh, of the north. No, there's. Uh, I mean, there's. They're different. They're not all connected. But I think the Swedish. I don't know. I feel like I the Swedish and the Danish are connected more um, through ancestry than other countries. But I don't actually know about this. It's just no, no, no. It's just that we were talking. I mentioned briefly in one of our earlier episodes how one of these countries or or a couple of these countries um, basically legalized all drugs. Right. And they're and I think the government or some group help tests the drugs. Right. And you like can go to places and do your clean drugs in like a clean environment. Sure. And they don't stigmatize it. Right. And they um, it's, it, the way they have it set up is like the first level is the, is you do drugs and they have yeah. big mirrors so you can like look at yourself doing drugs so it like psychologically is like oh shit i'm doing drugs right and then you go to the next floor <laughs> and you like ask for help so you don't do the drugs anymore and then you go up and then like you know so like the it's a whole like system set up to not stigmatize drug use sure and to make sure that if people are going to use drugs that they don't die right and then if you want help you can get help right which is totally contrary to jesus and what Jesus teaches, which is you don't want uh, people who use drugs are forsaken, and they can either accept Jesus and get rid of the drugs, or just be sinful and a, a problem in society, like a leper. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I that's what I keep hearing. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I had some Jehovah's Witnesses come here this morning, so I'm oh. still feeling it. No. <laughs> How? How'd they get in? They said thank you for listening. Mm. I remember that at the end, I was like, because I'll do that. I'll like look people in the eye and be like. I don't believe in anything. <laughs> Do you understand that I just got out of bed <laughs> and I put on pants? I wasn't wearing them up until you knocked on the door. <laughs> I have no intention of being dressed right now. And this is my energy. <laughs> and they gave me a pamphlet and said there was an app on the back that, that said if I have any, any questions about the things I don't believe in. Because <laughs> I said there's a lot that I don't believe in. <laughs> I kept leaning into it. I was like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in anything else. There's a lot I don't believe in. And they were like, here, if you have any questions about what you don't believe in, use the app. And I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. Go ahead. It's, um, I mean, I, I don't mind learning about stuff I don't believe in. I have no problem learning other, lots of, I, one of my fa- even though history class itself was just so boring most of the time. Yeah. When we got to the world religions part, I was very interested in all these oh. different Taoism and Taoism and, yeah. and these different, uh, sometimes. You just said the same ism in, in two different pronunciations, but. Which, which, what? Taoism and Taoism. Is, are they not pronounced? They're pronounced differently? Well, I didn't think they were. You said Taoism and Taoism. But, yeah, was that wrong? I think Taoism is Taoism. No, 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 they're different. How are they different? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was like tw- 12 when I learned about it. But like, does one start with a D? D and one starts with a T. Are you serious? Listen, what I'm saying. Because when learned... people said Taoism, it sounded like the, the right way to pronounce Taoism? it was Taoism. But you say even though it's pronounced with a, it's spelled with a T. Now, before we started recording, we were talking about how basically everything we learned in the school was a lie. Taoism. It was, yeah, right? Thao is T-H. Taoism. Taoism. Or Taoism. Taoism. <laughs> whiteness. Also whiteness. So it's possible that I was taught the wrong thing and they are the same thing, but I, I think I remember them being different and they had different teachers and had, to, you know, just the way it was, was different. All right. But that I'm doesn't do mean, quick, quick search. Okay. We're, we're, it doesn't mean that talking. I was right because I, you know, it was so long ago and so right. much of what we learned was a lie. So who right. knows? <laughs> who knows what, what actually it is? Right. Well, like, um, I think we talked a little bit about this too, where 
in my mind, if you are not uh, like a straight white man, <laughs> and really, really for, for white women, I think they're also part of this group too. Um, but if you're outside of whiteness and you live in America, that the that America is like the best lie that was ever told. Mm-hmm. So it's just a better story. Like beforehand, societies, I guess, didn't even seem to try to convince their citizens. They did in different ways, like the way that like you watch Gladiator and it's like, mm-hmm. Roman citizen could walk anywhere. And I'm sure there was a lot of that actually mm-hmm. in Rome, the pride of being a Roman citizen. So there was a lot of narrative and yeah. a lot of, you know, whatever Hollywood in Rome was. There was probably also, you know, taken over by Jews, and Kanye was around there somewhere as well, talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was Rome, there. Roman Kanye. Yeah. Kanyeidius. <laughs> Kanyeidius. Yeah. Kanyeidius Maximus. Yeah. Aurelius. Kanyeidius Maximus Aurelius. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, you know, meanwhile, the Jews were fixing the weather and all that, like they always do. With their space lasers. Right, with the space lasers <laughs> and telling all the stories and mm-hmm. making all the, all the all the narratives. Yep. And during that time, there was that, but um, this is just the most updated version, okay. I feel like. It's like, this is like, give us your poor, your weak, and your hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. You know, what happens when they show up? Yeah, we put them to work. Put them to work, which is fine, mm-hmm. but then make them feel illegitimate for having arrived in the first place. Yeah. Make them feel like they should leave, that they should be grateful that we allowed them in in the first place, mm-hmm. and everything that's attached to that. It's like, that is not, give us your Puerto Ricans. It sure isn't. That's not really, you really should mean it when you say, <laughs> give us your Puerto Ricans, like we talked about in our last episodes. Yeah. Don't say, give us your Puerto Ricans unless you mean it. <laughs> So what? So if this is the first episode you're listening to, a couple episodes ago, you should explain that, I guess. I I misheard <laughs> I misheard him quoting the the um what was etched into give, give the, us your poor, your weak, and your hungry. Right to the Statue of Liberty, and I heard give us your Puerto Ricans, <laughs> and it was perfect, and it was amazing, <laughs> and I didn't do it on purpose, I swear, but it was great, and I love it. It's one of my favorite things that's ever happened. <laughs> right, it's gonna it's gonna be a callback on our show all the time. <laughs> Give us your Puerto Ricans. Yeah. It's the weirdest hold up ever. <laughs> Give us all the Puerto Ricans or I'll fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you come to the mainland, we'll tell you to go back to your country. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Why'd you come here? What? Yeah, stop. We speak English in America. Yeah, that's right. Mm, yeah. Stop yeah. speaking Puerto Rican. And it rhymes, too. Stop speaking Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's someone on, uh, I'm going to do a plug, I guess, for a random person on Instagram, but it's a tall Puerto Rican woman, mm-hmm. which was, I guess, enough to just basically, so the, her Instagram title is, Pero Wow, She's Tall. Oh, Wow, She's Tall. <laughs> <laughs> Pero like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was smart. <laughs> smart marketing thing. Yeah. You know. Um, as a little aside, it has nothing to do with anything, but I, I, I used to watch the Young Turks. I'm not going to say religiously, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't watch, they, even watching the news yeah, stuff just makes me upset. Yeah, they <laughs> so, have Rachel Maddowitis for sure. So. Young Turks do. So I just see the little clips on Instagram, which is fine, but they used, they, they had a woman, a tall Hispanic woman. I don't know if she's Puerto Rican, but I think her name is mm. Ida something. Okay. But she used to model. She's like, she's model sure. tall, basically. Right, right, right. And thin, and she still looks great. But she said she was in China some a number of years, obviously uh, in the before times. She in was the in before Ch- times. <laughs> she was yeah, in China. Right. And every- Testing out the virus. Just yeah, <laughs> making, she, she, making sure it was the right potency. She went to the wine tasting. <laughs> the original 
COVID tasting. It had the right number of tannins <laughs> in it for, you know, to, to just They wanted to get it right. Enhance the flavor. Before they released it. Yeah. Yeah. Before they released the, the new one. <laughs> um, sea salt. Let's see, get a sprinkle of some. First of all, keep yeah. your sea salt out of my caramel, out of my chocolate. <laughs> I don't want really? it don't want in salt and I hate it. Are you serious? I, whatever it's, a, the same with THC, oh whatever God, it's no. supposed to do, doesn't it doesn't do it for, all it salt. does is make my chocolate salty. I want salt in my chocolate chip cookies. Why? Because it well, makes Well, first of all, you are, you are supposed to put a little bit of salt in your That's chocolate chip. I'm saying. But not to the point that you can like taste the salt. Well, sometimes it's a little stronger, but when it is a little stronger, I also don't mind that much, but Ooh. usually I, I would rather it be more subtle. Ah, uh, okay. I make granola a lot, so like same thing, Ugh. a little pinch of salt and granola too. I, whatever it's supposed to do, it doesn't do it for me. I, I know people who are like, oh my god, just to add the salt to it. I'm just like, keep right. your salt away from me. Right. And people just assume everybody loves it. I'm one of the haters, I'm sorry. Right. I just, I can't deal with it. I just thought it would add to my masculinity to talk about making granola. It didn't. At all. <laughs> it really didn't do that. <laughs> I make granola and whenever I do it, it's got a little pinch of salt. Salt in it. <laughs> just the right amount. Just the right amount. But I promise I'm a switch. <laughs> I can top every once in a while. Top it with salt. <laughs> <laughs> you just top it with salt. <laughs> no, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's some tops that make some good granola. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. Um, I'm going to try to wind back to what we're talking about. But very quickly, yeah. Ida said that when she was in China, everyone was staring at her. Yes. Like hard staring. Talk about differences in culture. Right. Asian cultures have no... Quant- I mean, when you talk about uh, this, the invention of lying and just being uh, brutally honest with people, right. Asian culture is to tell you to your face you're ugly. I think that's true of most of them except Japan. No, what do you, why, why, Not Japan. What, what do they do in Japan? Japan is very, very formal and very polite. So they'll bow and go, you need plastic surgery. What do you, what, what do you mean? I don't think they'll say that at all. No? They'll do the waspy thing and they'll, they'll not say that to you. What, what would they say? It's nice to see you again. <laughs> it's nice to see this face you still have again. Enjoy whatever it is you're doing. Enjoy your face. Yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else where I feel less uncomfortable. Around your face. <laughs> Around your face. Around other faces. Asian cultures. Oh my God, I hate hearing Chinese like people and Korean people talk about everyone all the time. You oh, need yeah. to lose weight. You need to get liposuction. You need no, to fix your nose. Yeah, they're it's, How is anyone supposed to grow up with like any self-esteem? Japanese people are, are really aggressive in a very different way. Polite. I was going to say polite. They switch then. between it. Aggressive but, politeness. Yes. Okay. Well, they're, they're, they're also switch between politeness and aggressiveness, I think. Um, uh, Koreans and Japanese are mostly aggressive on the outside almost all of the time. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the same tone of voice. There's no whisper. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no quiet talk. There's none of that. It's just like, this is what's happening. Any other questions? Hmm. Whereas Japanese people are like, should I be doing it this way? Mm-hmm. And then in a few minutes, maybe when you graduate to this level of communication, we will switch to this tone of voice Interesting. and this kind of energy. Yeah. And then I say this because my grandfather was born in Japan. Oh. Um, Why? Maybe? My great grand No, my great grandfather was a Christian missionary on my dad's side. So Israeli on one side. Christian missionary on the other side, when you go back three generations. Hmm. Um, so, great-grandpa was a missionary in uh, Kyoto. Hmm. And um, my grandpa was born and, and was the oldest of three siblings, and they left uh, uh, Japan when my grandpa was 17, hmm. when World War II broke out. Ah. And they sent the family back to the United States, except for great-grandpa, who they wanted him to keep doing the missionary thing. They sent him to the Philippines, where they thought it would be safe. And then the Japanese conquered the Philippines, 
And then great grandpa became like a civilian prisoner of war for like two and a half years. Wow. And was just in some camp in the Philippines for almost three years. While my gra- his son, my grandpa, enlisted in the Marines and uh, was very valuable because he spoke fluent Japanese. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So was actually enlisted and, and in the American military while his dad was a prisoner of war. Uh-huh. You know, like it was yeah. all, all kinds of weird shit was going on. Interesting. At the same time. But yeah, like there's some insight into Japanese culture that I I have an odd connection to. Yeah. Because it's just like there's three white people in my family that speak fluent Japanese. Wow. <laughs> the only the only connection I have to that is the is the immigrant friend that I keep bringing up also speaks Japanese, but for a different reason. Mm. It's because he I don't know if he still does this, but he used to only date Asian women, yeah. <laughs> so he wanted to learn the language so he right. could talk to Asian women. He wanted to learn the Asian. He wanted to learn Asian, language? just in general, yeah. <laughs> just Asian. That sounds like a that sounds like a, 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 a South Park creators movie. Asian, the language. <laughs> <laughs> like Rosetta Stone, Asian. Yeah. He def- <laughs> I think he did live in... J- I want to say he did live in Japan for a certain amount of time. I don't know how many years. So he was immersed in it and learned and learned it. And he was telling me the differences of how... And we were talking about how language, you know, there's formal, there's casual. Some yeah. languages, there's like, this is how you say it to your older cousin who's a male. This is how right. you say it to your aunt. Who's, it's a whole thing. Right. Right. And I'm just like... Come on, man! Right. Just let me say words. I yeah. don't. I can't. I could never. I could never. He's like telling you, like you said, man wrong. I said it was the wrong kind of man. Kind of man. <laughs> It'd be fine if we just met, but since we've known each other for two weeks, yeah, it's a different kind of man. I know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so the song, it's a man's world. Would be like, uh, I don't know which man you're talking about. That's very informal of you. <laughs> How informal of you to yeah. refer to me that James way? James Brown should have really studied those <laughs> languages before he wrote that song. Yeah. The, 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 that weren't his language. Which half the time it didn't even sound like he spoke English when he was saying. He sure didn't. We didn't know <laughs> what he was saying. He was just like, I'm on cocaine, I'm saying words. Not even words and making sounds and he loved it. Oh and he loved it and I have a white wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man. It's a it's a man's world. Yeah, so um so this was so just backtracking a little, uh it, right. it a tall Hispanic and also brown. A brown, not right. not like not dark but certainly has afro in her latina somewhere uh, wow she's got some afro in her latina she's the opposite of the way my friend orders her light-skinned mimosa yeah. the yeah. faith evans she was not the faith evans. she was not faith evans yeah so she's was she chili from tlc Ooh, chili, that's chili. like like still kind of Ooh, chili has a west indian look i don't yeah. know what she actually is but she has right. west indian-ish uh features and mm. hair yeah not that dark Right. Between Faith Evans and Chili. Even Chili's not <laughs> well, like no, T-Bot, super dark. T-Bot's is, light, is the lightest of all of them. So T-Bot's would be the right. best comparison. Wow. Do you remember what T-Bot's looks like? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she was... She Chili was, was my crush, but I remember all of them. Chili was your crush. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, my God. Of the three, Chili was... Well, she was the Absolutely. sexy and crazy sexy. Cool. I mean, also She was like, the crazy. No, no, she was the sexy. She was, she the, was sexy. the She was the sexy, definitely. <laughs> yeah, she was the sexy. No, I remember actually being, because we were in Tulsa when I was that young, and when Crazy Sexy Cool came out, it was 93, I think, Mm -hmm. and I was eight, and I was hearing this music, because my dad was really into the Beatles, and my my parents both were, and my mom was a classically trained soprano singer who just engaged in classical music all the time. I found out years later that she had, she was a fan of like Roberta Flack, Mm. and Aretha, and Billie Holiday. Aretha. Aretha. (laughs) Aretha. Aretha. 
Um, but that she was fans of music that I was also a fan of, but we didn't really have that talk when I was younger. Uh, you didn't have but, that. So there's people out there of a certain color and they make music and you're allowed to listen to them. Right. <laughs> didn't she, have that talk. And it was like, almost like, it was really, it felt kind of like that. Yeah. Even though there was a lot of, like the way that I was raised felt, um, it felt like because we didn't really belong anywhere that it was kind of ridiculous to even come up with anything resembling being racist. Ah. It was like, where are we looking at these people from? We don't even know who we are. Right. Like, I don't know. That's how I internalized mm. the process of moving. Mm. That's how I saw it. It was like, nobody even thinks I'm enough from here. <laughs> so I'm just going to try to make some friends along the way and mm -hmm. see what happens and who's cool. Mm -hmm. And I don't really care who is more important, depending on the narrative that you guys set up here. Because in a while, I'm probably going to leave. Some other people are going to tell me that this narrative was stupid mm -hmm. and that I've wasted my time even caring about this one. Yeah. So after a while, it made no sense to even attach to whatever prejudices were in that space. Yeah. But... Then I'm 21, driving through Chicago with my mom, and she was, we drive by a Lebanese restaurant, and she was like, I don't want you going there. I want their money going to terrorists. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know we were this family. Because <laughs> when I grew up, I was like, I didn't know we had a team. Yeah. We were like. No, you 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 picked a team. We you have a team? a team? We have this team? <laughs> yeah. You know? And it was just so blindsiding that at the time, I didn't talk back to her. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell her how fucked up that was, because at the time... I honestly didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. It's not that I didn't know that it was, was fucked up. It sounded fucked up. But I didn't know that she was wrong. Oh. I didn't know. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just basically was like, look, I've, I don't know the people that my mom is so afraid of. Right. That she's talking about. I haven't met that. Right. I haven't met the problem. Yeah. That she's so worried about and that she needs to fix. So none of what she says makes sense. But I'm used to none of what she says making any sense and ignoring it because mm -hmm. we don't get along. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. it kind of keeps that whole idea. And then a few years later, all of a sudden, I'm in Chicago for five years. And the majority of my friends are either, like, my closest friends are either Egyptian or Palestinian. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah. by the way things happened, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and don't ever mistakenly call an Egyptian black. They hate that. Oh. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, that's how it was when I grew up. And also, I watched Shaws of Sunset. Right. They talk about it. Yeah. Shaws of Sunset is one of the few trash TV shows that actually gives you a little bit of, like, introspective insight into, like, the world, the real world, because they are, um, we're not, Persia doesn't exist anymore. Right. They, they're Iran. Persian. Iran. They're Iranian. But yeah, they call themselves yeah. Persian. Right. Um, and, and there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Sure. Through, through centuries of that so it's yeah. the one trash tv reality show where like you actually learn some shit yeah and sometimes they they went they travel to turkey and women have to wear hijabs in sure. turkey and they can't they can't actually go to iran because they'll get trapped there and they won't be allowed to yeah. come back to the u.s it's a whole thing right so it's like oh interesting and probably sold or something well the women really the women yeah the women <laughs> That's what I'm saying. the ones that we really care about in this story yeah <laughs> no, no no you never it's like when it, sometimes there was a there was a two egyptian guys that were trying to hit on me and one of my friends at the bar and i also knew egyptian people growing up and i made the mistake of i, was, I just made the connection i was like oh like it's in north africa and i didn't like mm -hmm. understand that at least those people were like, oh, no, no, don't ever call an Egyptian black. Like, North Africa, they don't even consider themselves from Africa a lot of the times. They're just like, we're Middle Eastern. So the two guys that were trying to hit out Hanna were like, where are you from, you know? Because we they had accents, so we knew, like, sure. they were from somewhere else. So they yeah. were like, yeah, yeah, we're from the, from the Middle East. <laughs> oh, okay. <Right. laughs> 
her in the right, middle. Right, where, right. Where, where are you from? Yeah. And it was like they were hesitant to say they were from Egypt. Okay. They, it, uh, okay. Like uh, there's not at the time. Uh, maybe no. There, honestly, I'm I'm saying okay. Like let me hear more. Yeah, I don't yeah. No, they just yet why they, they were just hesitant. they were just like yeah, yeah. We're you know like we're Egyptian, and me and my friend are like okay, cool. Yeah. It, like you know just like yeah, we're from North. So you're from so you're from Africa. It's like that's what I think. What we said, we kind of picked up on. They didn't want to say they, they were, were from so Africa. That explains why they were nervous. They, it's like oh, okay. They feel like you you're from inter- Africa. You internalize <laughs> the information in a way that they didn't plan on you internalizing it. And so they knew that once they said it, it was you like, would learn it in the wrong way. The wrong, the according quote, unquote, to them, yeah, the, wrong way. the quote unquote wrong way. Yeah, because right. obviously I'm a black woman. It's almost they would rather say they're from a different country just so that you can understand something about them that they want you to understand. Right, and you know, so we don't have the uh, you know we don't have the African Association. We have the middle of the girl cultures, right, Middle which Eastern. Sounds like some it's you like, know okay. remnants of racism just being perpetrated by the people who are the victims of it. Now it's like, why don't you want to be associated with that? Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. When you look at the way the world life goes, okay, I can it's understand like, why you don't want to be associated with I that. mean, if I was, my, my mother is very light and she could have passed when she was younger yeah. by her skin tone, but not by her feature. She's very clearly a black woman, so mm. she could have never passed. But yeah. I tell my family in jest all the time, I'm like, yo, if I could have passed, I would see none of y'all again. I'll be, yeah, I, right, right. <laughs> I would choose the other team right. every time if well, I, I could have passed. That's so interesting because <laughs> my Israeli friend who was like in New York and she's still in New York, she was like, I do not, I do not date white men <laughs> they do not they're just fucking cruel uh-huh. there's something about like she just it's not like you could even talk about like whatever it is Wait, what is she she's uh she's israeli but her dad's an iraqi jew okay so she's got like i don't know where her mom's from but she's definitely got a mixture of either a mixture of ashkenazi and sephardic jewish mm-hmm. or fully sephardic okay um but uh she moved to new york and you know what I mean? You could always make jokes about, like, people who date a certain race, like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> yes, we have. But her definition was so immediate and had nothing to do with the physical element yeah. of attraction. It was like, no, white men are just fucking cruel. It's the emotional safety. Right. There's an emotional safety element to the people you date. Right. And, I, like I've said, I'm attracted to... Physically, white men and East Asian men. And Mm. there's more in common, I'd say, ancestrally and and culturally, there's more that uh, that black and Asian people have in common than I would say... Probably even Jewish people. Mm. It's it's like it's different, but I, there's a level of comfort because because Asians are also minorities. Not to right. say that Jewish people aren't minorities, but it's like you you can hide your Jewishness right. <laughs> from we're not, the, we're from not society. An obvious one on right, spec. right, right. No, you're not on site. Not it? always. Sometimes we <laughs> Sometimes. are on site. Sometimes. Definitely not always. Yeah, you can you can choose certain garb right. and certain you know mm-hmm. hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can look waspy. <laughs> yeah. But I, I get that. There, There's a level of... Emo- and certainly after dating people in Florida, there is definitely a level of emotional safety I need to establish when I'm meeting someone who is giving me some kind of attention, a white man who is giving me attention. I've had to learn, okay, I don't know if this person is staring at me because they're attracted to me or because they don't like black people or if it's both. Mm. I have to establish right. that very quickly. That literally could be both. <laughs> And maybe more than likely, it is both, and that's the problem. So uh, yeah, it's and I didn't have to do that in New York, but yeah. I also I also went to college at you know eighteen. So yeah, 17, like hate fuck number so. seven is at two o'clock. <laughs> Don't look to the right. I've definitely done that. But it's happening. I've definitely done that. Yeah, like it's seeing that it's like okay, hate fuck two o'clock. <laughs> there might be another one at seven thirty. 
Uh, but depends on which way you're facing right now. <laughs> Feng Shui is messed up. Hold on, I have to move my couch in a certain yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're, we're getting close to the end of this episode. I wanted to yeah. very, very quickly, I wanted to wrap up this thing that has nothing to do with anything, but I, but I mentioned it and I need to close it out because okay. I promised myself I would do that. Okay. Ada from the Young Turks. Ida, Ida from oh, the yeah. Young Turks. She's very tall. She has brown skin right. and she is Hispanic. Right. And she was wondering why all of these Asian people were very harshly and brutally staring at her, like rudely mm. staring at her. In the before times. Okay. And someone finally was able to answer that question for her. And they said, oh, because according to Asian beauty standards, you're hideous. You're a monster. You are tall. You're six feet tall or whatever she is. You are Whoa. you are brown. Yeah. And those two things are hideous. So they're looking at you like you're out of a book. Like out of your, wow. you're a monster out of a storybook. And she was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Right, right, right. It must be interesting to find out that you were hideous. <laughs> Someone had to tell you. Be like, yeah. Oh shit, I was hideous. And she was a model. Oh, that's too bad for all your eyes. Yeah. I'm so sorry that they hurt that much. I felt great. How how different our beauty standards <laughs> are. You're a model in one society and you're a monster in the other. Well, also like their reaction is like probably didn't seem to her monstrous. It was probably confusion. It's just confusion. But like they were wrestling with that, mm -hmm. and so that's if anything like a weird messed up compliment. It was like. They should have been looking at you like you were a problem, but they were like, why isn't she a problem? She's supposed to be. <laughs> From everything I know, she's supposed to be a problem. Yeah. But I kind of like this. <laughs> They're probably just looking at her like that, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, and the women especially, like, yes, please. This is amazing right now. The men being like, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm really scared. I I'm scared. I'm horny, but scared. I don't yeah, know. I'm right. confused. Um, just to end this out, uh, yeah. we'll talk more about more about perhaps love on the next episode and, right. and some of the things that we didn't get to tell you about on Valentine's Day because our technology that's right we'll crapped out on us. We'll do a little recap, yeah, but we'll I wanted to finish this out with um, I've learned a lot about love over the years and the mm. definitions of it. How I, and of course, there's like you, you you get taught about love as you're growing up. Like you have your feelings, but you are certainly directed into what you're supposed to think love is by your culture, sure. by your parents, by your peers, right. by the media you watch. Right. You're given definitions and then go, oh, I guess what I feel is this thing that I've been told feels like this. I, yeah. Right. So over the years, you learn more freedom that you have as you grow. Yeah. So one of the one of the ways that I really love for the, the definition of love to come about is from a Steve Carell non-comedy called Dan in Real Life. Oh, wow. Never saw that one. Yeah. And but I know Steve, he's been great, you know, dramatically. Exactly. Every time yeah, I say that, someone's yeah. like, oh my God, I have to see it because he's great. He's great in drama. He's been great. He's, yeah. he's great. He's a comedian, but he's, I mean, I guess the, some of the best comedians, you know, comedy is what? Built off of tragedy, well, is it some, not? Yeah. Some <laughs> so, even know how to translate it better than others. But yeah, yeah. He's definitely got Adam Sandler, not one of them. <laughs> I, I, I tend to agree. I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, I love some of the stuff he does, but not much. <laughs> yeah, Not much. most people agree with that. Yeah, um, even well, people who people were like fans him. back in the day. Like he used to make funny films. Not anymore. Um, so yeah, All right. <laughs> what, <laughs> and it's like what happened to yeah. him? Money, <laughs> money happened to him. Um, we'll have to go back into Adam Sandler. Mm. I think we should give him a fair shake. We'd criticize him thoroughly. Yes, let's do that. Let's right? do that. So for as the, a Jew, he'll appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I forgot he was Jewish actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, here comes Hanukkah. Okay, we'll do that next time. <laughs> so the, the the definition that one of the characters in Dan in Real Life gave for love is it was it's not a definition so much as how how it shows up in a in okay. life. He said love is not a feeling; it's an ability. 
And, okay. and I tend to take that on. We, we all know what it feels like to be fixated or obsessed or be in that infatuation phase. I'll do anything. I'll change anything. I just, this feeling is so different and amazing and it's intense. I mean, okay. we associate that when we're young usually with like, oh, I guess this must be love, this intensity. Right. And what this character was saying is that love is not a feeling. It's not the feeling that sure. you feel. Sure. Love is an ability. It's an ability to communicate. It's an ability to listen. It's an ability to empathize. It's, it's action. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, an ability versus an action do feel different to me, but I think, I, I mean, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. What you're saying makes a lot of sense. Like, it's, uh, love is, a, it's, it's, you have to have the capacity for love mm-hmm. in order to really be able to fall in love with someone. Otherwise, you're just going to also, use the idea of a relationship and play the part, but you don't really mean it. But also, falling in love and lo- like loving someone can be also be different. Sure, being sure. in love and loving you can love people that you're not in love, in love with. with, right? Yeah, I I feel like I have that feeling honestly often. Oh, like I'm yeah because I'm I I don't have any like family in New York City. I've created a family here. Mm-hmm. So the Your people chosen are, family. Yeah, my friends uh, that are that I've been around for the last half decade and longer mm-hmm. are a very important part of my life, you know? So I think that maybe that enhanced it or whatever, but I, I feel a, a, a strong sense of duty to make sure that the people around me are okay mm-hmm. and that we check in on each other, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just like that, because I feel like I love my friends... And I, I think of that as because I moved around a lot. Like I said, there's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just not much of a community. Yeah. But for whatever reason, whatever, whatever it is, I feel like many people out there have that feeling towards people who are not lovers, right. not, you know, in their family. Right. But they just haven't really maybe used that word. Yeah, yeah. But they love that person. Yes. Yeah. And when that person calls and needs something right. and it's inconvenient but you still do it right and you're and you have that sense of duty is like well of course right it's not like oh come on man right it's no question <laughs> it's like yeah yeah, of yeah course. i'm there i'm, I'm there. there whatever you need i got you yeah yeah i'll be there yeah. in a couple minutes right well we'll, t- we'll continue this conversation in our next episode that's right we're working on opening and closing our episodes officially <laughs> Yeah, well, George is working very hard on it. <laughs> You're not at all. I am along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. I appreciate her diligence. Because everything's fine with Georgia. Everything is fine with Georgia. And, and Yoni. Yoni's nearby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's over there. It's, it's what happened when we decided to, you know, introduce ourselves to that. <laughs> I fell into the role. I'm the damsel in distress. I uh, know! <laughs> I'm dragging you along by your hair. You were going to introduce yourself and exit the hair. episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see. We'll hear. No, we won't hear you. You'll hear us next week. Right. Uh, We hope you have a safe whatever you're doing. Yeah. Wrap it up. Unless it's like the right amount of danger. And then you just want that little bit of danger. The kind of danger you can um, cure with penicillin. (laughs) The kind of danger you can safely get out of. Yeah. (laughs) Babies are permanent. Just remember that. Yep. (laughs) Get rid of them after they're born. Yep. All right. Yep.